Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. Uh-oh. Hello. And welcome to the show. It's a great show. It's a tremendous show. There she is. It's a terrific <laughs> show. Frankly, the best. Ask anyone. That's what Billy Bush said about that chick in the purple, anyway. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I am flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Rebecca Blonde. Welcome. Hello. And our guest tonight is shaking up the YouTube scene aggressively. She's hotter than Hansel right now, I gotta say. Self-described philosopher king, which I love uh, because of any reference to the Republic, so you get major appreciation from me in that regard. Roaming Millennial, welcome to the Hi, show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of course, thank you for being here. Uh, and I'm glad your connection came back in because as soon as we went live, your connection <laughs> went away and I was like, ah! Oh, no! no. <laughs> Sorry, just like okay. this lovely cornucopia of technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, but I think we'll be good. Um, and you know what? Even if this show crashes and burns technically, uh, I think all things considered, this will still be a successful night. So, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Here's hoping. Yeah. So, we're going to discuss that. We're going to discuss what I'm talking about the debate. Uh, we're going to discuss reactions to it right on the top of the show here. Uh, we'll figure out, you know, who got the most points, who won, who lost. Uh, if Trump did enough to. This, to uh, get rid of the latest scandal to plague him, this big tape with Billy Bush talking about grabbing people by the P word. Uh, and we'll discuss that tape as well. We'll discuss that tape as well and figure out what to make of it and uh, what's fair in reaction to it, what's maybe not fair, uh, and, and what we think about that. Uh, and then what else? Of course, we're going to talk uh, roaming millennials dispute with Lacey Green and try to make sense of what's going on there because that's the viral YouTube topic right now. Uh, so... It'll be all that and more on your favorite hour of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for keeping us afloat, helping us upgrade stuff on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That's beauty and the beta at gmail.com. And remember, there's more of the show in the audio platforms, iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, Stitcher. Subscribe to those for more bonus shows uh, and also the call-in shows we're doing on Wednesday nights live on YouTube. If you can't catch those live, you can catch them on our audio platforms. Last logistical item I have at the top of the show, which unfortunately I can't share with Roaming Millennial here, but uh, we always like to do a little fan art thing or like cool things people send us on Twitter. So we got this great one that I wanted to share uh, from my friend Holy Bijou on Twitter. It's a news report, uh, a racist and a cuck. Find out which after the break. And it's a picture of both of us anyway. Uh, I, I enjoyed that very much. Uh, Gags a racist cuck. That's the answer to that. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, anyhow, let's get right into it. The debate just ended. Uh, I know I have some uh, takes on it that are probably a lot different than what CNN's telling you right now. But <laughs> I, I think, Blonde, maybe you're the most excited. I don't know. I yield the floor to you guys. Um, I was really worried. I, was, I, felt, I really felt like I was going to vomit like <laughs> 20 minutes before the debate. I thought he might choke. Um, cause he's had a very bad week. Um, but I thought that he just 
wiped the floor with her and there wasn't a moment of cringe. Like the first debate, I, the half the time I was like, oh, shut your mouth. I didn't feel like that at all. I was just like every I just wanted to stand up and cheer. I think he just kicked her ass. He hit every point I really wanted him to, except not enough about the Syrian refugees. You're probably right about that. Uh, what was your take, Roaming Millennial? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think he did a really great job. Uh, the last debate performance I was not crazy about. Um, I think he was too aggressive. I, I think he seemed unprepared. But, uh, you know, this this time around, I think he did a great job hitting a lot of major talking points that people wanted to hear about. You know, the Hillary's emails, the Bill Clinton scandal. I wish he uh, would have mentioned a little bit more the latest uh, round of email leaks. Like, I think he mm-hmm. wanted to bring it up, but he, uh, you know, he kind of got derailed by Anderson Cooper there. But overall, I think right. this debate performance was so much stronger than the last time. And uh, I was I was really pleasantly surprised uh, about how specific he was in terms of policy recommendations, especially in the Middle East. And uh, yeah, overall, I think I think he did really well. I think especially considering the circumstances, I would agree. I I think I, I, there were a couple areas maybe he didn't hit her as hard as he could. But I think I'm nitpicking by saying that because like like you blonde at the top of the debate i was sitting here kind of nervous and and honestly talking about the the bus tape i thought he was uh going on about it a little bit too long i'm just like no say it was bad you apologize move on to issues and he eventually did that and when he was able to do that he had her on the ropes on a lot of issues especially the emails at the top i was like oh this is where you should have been last (laughs) the last time about cybersecurity and all this stuff and then he had her on the rope so much that at one point Hillary said she was she accused him of trying to distract the public with the email issue. Oh, yeah. What a distraction issue to have know, confidential right? information on a private server. By the way, he said something mean or he, he was lewd in 2005. That's the real issue. I'm not trying to distract you. It's not a smokescreen. Yeah. OK. Uh, I, I love the line, too. I saw um, Brash Rhino and some of our our favorite shit posters on Twitter going over this. But my favorite thing from Hillary is she just kept saying things like, well, that's just not true. Go to my website to fact check it. <laughs> fact check, I'm yeah. sure it's very objective. Okay. I mean, she had... The, she, the best place to get information about a candidate is from the opposing candidate's website. We all know that. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? There was the... He had her on the ropes about, uh, what was it that brought it up? Um, it was something about the 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 leaked emails again, but her response was kind of to take uh, ownership of it. She did admit it was a mistake, but then she went on this conspiracy theory tirade about Russia, and that went on for a while. It was so bizarre. It was so bizarre. It's the same analogy where she's like, uh, well, really, the problem here is Russian people getting into our email servers. The analogy that that a friend of mine gave to me a while back that I think is correct is like, if you, if let's say a friend uh, comes to you and says, Hey, I have proof that your spouse is cheating on you. I, I saw this in their email or whatever. And then you go to your spouse and be like, you have been unfaithful. And then they say like, Oh, I can't believe there was a breach of trust in getting into my email <laughs> inbox. Yeah. That's a problem kind of, but it's not the bigger problem. Yeah, so there was and, that. I mean, it hasn't even been confirmed that it was Russia. A no. lot of people think it was the DNC staffer that was murdered. So, it. Yeah, how stupid does she think we are? She's just very transparently trying to connect Trump to Russia, but she's just like meshing those words together in a sentence. But there's no, you know, context. Yeah, I, I think she thinks if she says Trump and Putin enough together in the same sentence, we will start to think that there's a connection there. Oh yeah, or Trump and dark. She she loves yeah. saying yeah. this term dark. It's so dark. Everything he's saying was so dark. Why? 
It's emotionally manipulative. I don't like I it. I think the racial undertones of that are, are very problematic <laughs> uh, for somebody who claims to be so inclusive of everyone. The last thing I took note of that I loved was she went off on this on this bully culture that Trump has created. There's a point in the debate where she blamed Trump for the rise in school bullying. Trump and this effect. was towards the end. I was like, said? you're done. Leave. <laughs> Get off the stage. It's over. Uh, granted, to our to our listeners... This is not uh, clearly we we are a little uh, partial in our in our analysis here, um, but I challenge anyone to say that, especially given the challenges Trump was facing coming into this debate, you gotta you gotta be at least a little impressed with that performance. I think I think yeah. he probably mm-hmm. neutralized a lot of that bus tape stuff. Maybe not. We'll see how much the media wants to press on it. And see I how think much- he neutralized almost all of it. I am serious. He put it back on her. She spent the entire time defending herself. And all she was doing was like bringing up platitudes and like pop culture references, talking about Michelle Obama, who hates her guts. It was just like so transparent and manipulative. And I was like, the American people are not falling for this shit. I still have some faith in them. I think that they're looking at this like, wow, this chick is lying to us and trying as, to manipulate us. As soon as so at the t- uh, near the start of the debate when he would just he you know, he just went nuclear and brought the bill victims into it. I was like, I was, I was actually really surprised that he did that. I was not expecting that. And I, I thought it was deliciously scandalous. (laughs) Ooh. Yeah. And, and I'm glad because it seemed clear. I mean, the other thing people on Twitter were complaining about were the moderators too. Um, And I think Anderson, a lot of people were complaining about Martha Raddatz. I didn't think she was as ridiculous as Anderson was. No, but maybe I'm wrong on that. Not that either well, I mean, were necessarily fair, but yeah, both both of them ended up arguing like arguing with Trump, which I don't think is the moderator's job. And, no, uh, and what was that question that he phrased so poorly? Like, do you think that it's the appropriate behavior of a presidential candidate to tell his followers at three a.m. to watch a sex tape? I'm like, that is not what fucking that's not what happened, you liar. You know that's not what happened. <laughs> well, of course, when you say it like that, but God, it's just such such a big lie. I also I also love how uh, he ended up having to explain like Twitter and Facebook at a presidential debate. That that to me was like great. <laughs> I know, you know my, I know. My, my, and he's my right. One... It's a significant platform, whether or not people yeah. want to accept it. I'm kind of disappointed because I although he went nuclear on the bill victims thing, I was I was just there was a part of me hoping that uh, someone would use the phrase "grab her by the pussy," which didn't happen. <laughs> And I was also hoping you know, some audience member would have the courage and the patriotism to ask, to ask about, well, to do that or to ask about clowns. Nobody asked about clowns. I was really hoping clowns were going to come up, but it didn't happen anyway. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to find things to fault Trump for here to, I mean, try to nitpick at what he could have done better. Um, well, what did you guys think about him uh, calling out the moderators? Because there were a couple times yeah. where he mentioned like, well, are you going to cut her off or like, you know, stuff like that. It was perfect. And I think he had somebody in the audience that was signaling to him when she was supposed to be done. So every time she went over, he would be like, she's 50 seconds over. She's a minute over. You're not doing anything. He was very specific about what the moderators were doing wrong and their bias. I think that worked really well in his favor because people are sick of this, like this rigged system. And I think that that's going to appeal to people a lot. What about the breathing? The breathing? Didn't you know, you what? I, I had never maybe? noticed it until, you know, the last debate when people were making a big deal out of it. But this time I really noticed it. I didn't notice. Like, I haven't heard like about that. this. He does the. 
Oh. If I do that, does it sound annoying to you? I mean, it's kind of, uh, there's something going on where, you know, I don't know if he has trouble controlling his breathing or look, if, if someone threw those kind of accusations at me, uh, oh, hopefully we're not oh, no. losing you. Sorry. Um, okay. if someone threw those accusations, there we go Threw those accusations at me. And then I had to be put under a spotlight that hot. If that was my only tick was like a little weird breathing. I didn't even Mission notice. Accomplished. Yeah, that's the thing. I didn't. I didn't notice it until people started making a big deal out of it online. I, hmm. I don't think it's a huge thing. She looked unhealthy, and a few times I thought that she was going to have one of those like deer in the headlights moments where somebody has to come and bail her out. Like, and she, she had this maniacal did. smile on her face, like uh, the stroke smile, like really exaggerated, and she wasn't responding appropriately to the comment. This was a fucking disaster for Hillary. I don't Same know how. What did, what did you guys campaign. think about the fact that they had chairs? Yeah, should've I think been, that that's the town banned. hall meeting format, though. Yeah. I, do you remember in in previous presidential debates if they did this? I remember stools. Did they have actual chairs this time? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, they had, like, actual, like, well, I mean, stools with backings. Like, they were, like, proper yeah, yeah. chairs almost. Previous debates have definitely had stools. Uh, I remember yeah. Romney and Obama kind of, like, yeah, I remember stools half too. on theirs. Uh, but I can't remember in debates prior to that. Um, I feel like if it were not typical, like, Trump really would have hit her on that. There were a couple moments and, you know, without having the tape immediately available to me, I'm kind of just going off my own memory here. So I might be wrong, but there were a couple moments where he really had her on the ropes and he just like he had her on the ropes and had her in a spot where there's like no response that could make her look good. And he would still keep interrupting her as she was trying to respond. I was like, ah, dude, just let her let her hang herself here. However, the counter to that is one of those moments when he was like, uh, yeah, well, you know, if I'm if I'm president, you're gonna be in jail or whatever he said. I mean that. Oof. And then the audience cheers. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh my god, I've never seen anything like this before. It was brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. It was great. I'm so happy. <laughs> so I, I mean, that's uh, that's about all I have to say. I mean, I don't, I don't know what he could have done to to do better. To be honest, uh, the question is, will it be enough to sway people's opinion about the bus tape? But public opinion polling that I've seen, take it with a grain of salt if you don't buy, buy the polls as legit, but the opinion polling I've seen has suggested that people are not really persuaded by it. A majority of people have said, the bus tape uh, is not going to sway me one way or the other. I've kind of already decided. This either affirms my belief that Trump is a disgusting pig, or I hate Hillary so much that I don't know. I mean, it could have been he could say much worse things and I'd still vote for him. Whatever. So not going to influence me. I heard it and I was like, eh, this is not news. Yeah, and then way. Hillary seemed like she didn't prepare very much because she really banked on being able to bring that back home a few more times, but she yeah. wasn't able to use it very effectively. I was so yeah. happy to see that pivoted away from. Um, and, and, you know, people have been at me on Twitter too and being like, you are underselling this way too much. Okay, I guess. Uh, and, and you're allowed to think that he's a scumbag for it, but order of priorities, right? I mean, in, the, in an election with a lot of really crucial things that we have to get right, that is way down my list of priorities. Well, what what oh. bothers me about the tape thing is that some people are making it out to be like he's admitted to assaulting and, you know, kind of molesting or raping these women, which yeah. I don't think is true. Like, I listened to the tapes. I, I thought it was, you know, kind of disgusting and... Uh, but I, I didn't, I didn't hear anything about that that implied that it was non-consensual or that he was a, you know, 
raping these women or taking advantage of them I'm, in any way. No, I'm he literally you. says they let you, not yeah, I exactly. do it anyway. When they let, let when someone lets you have sex with them, then they've consented. Consent. Well, I've huh? had people challenge on that too and say like let does not equal consent, which I don't know what does. Like encouragement equals consent then? Like of course direction, it does. direction. Like, I mean, yeah. so much of people's sex involves persuasion on the man's part. I'd say like 95% of like all heterosexual sex. And just like, I mean, when you're talking about something like that with your friends, like no one is going to be like, yeah. And then she consented and gave her a firm. And like, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. he was just talking casually. He Like no one would say well, that. It was I, just a I, pissing contest between yeah. two douchebags, you know? I, and pe- well, people challenge and say, like, well, I've never said grab her by the pussy. And I know they don't mean <laughs> that phrase specifically, but they mean something on that level of, of badness, for lack of a better word. <laughs> and I agree to an extent. If I were party to this conversation, I would probably think it's weird. I probably would. But I'm not sure that I, I think it's so out there that it's so different from every conversation I have heard in what in the way he described it in the locker room setting. Before we go further, I just want to go ahead and play it for the like two people in the audience who have not actually heard this. So give context and so that we're clear on the the words that were actually used. And again, this is a decade ago in what Trump believed to be a private setting. This will just establish some of the facts. And uh, Roaming Millennium, you, you probably won't be able to hear it unless you can get your computer going. But um, you know, we'll worry about the technical stuff. Um, but let's... Let's examine the tape here. So this is uh, Trump and Billy Bush, who's what, like, um, their their cousin? Cousin, What's his relationship? Okay. Sorry, this uh, video is like partway through, and this service sucks. Here we go. I moved on her, actually. You know, she was down in Palm Beach. I moved on her, and I failed. I'll admit it. Whoa. I did try and fuck her. She was married. (laughs) I took her off her and I moved on her like a bitch, (laughs) but I couldn't get there, and she was married. And all of a sudden, I see her. She's now got the big phony tits and everything. She's totally changed her look. She's your girl's hot as shit in the purple. Whoa. 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 Yes. Whoa. Yes, the Donald is good. I better use some Tic Tacs just in case I start kissing her. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. You just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. They let you do it. There's the quote that, uh, sorry, Hello. I spoke over yeah, it, but there's the quote you. everyone wants to You can do anything. Bang on. And when you're a star, sorry, they let bad you do it. use of words. You can anyway. do anything. <laughs> Grab him by the pussy. I can do anything. Hello, how are you? Hi. How are nice you? Nice to you. Terrific. Nice to meet you. Terrific. You know Billy Bush? Hello, how are you? nice to see you. How are you doing, Maria? Doing Not very well, thank you. Are you ready service, to be a soap star? We're ready. Let's go. Make right. me a soap star. How about a little hug for the Donnelly? Okay, so then they get out of the bus and they hug and everyone's happy and all this stuff. So um, to your point, you're you're definitely allowed to have some objections to that. You're allowed to say that that's that's not very tasteful. We probably should have a higher standard for presidential candidates. I think there's the infidelity angle where he he admits that he's going after a married woman. That there's an angle there. To what you were saying, Roaming Millennial, there is a certain amount of people who want to make this into uh, an admission of sexual assault, which to me is something quite different. Uh, I'll give you an example this yeah, morning. Exactly. This was on um, uh, Meet the Press this morning with Chuck Todd, where he went after uh, Rudy Giuliani. Real brief, brief clip here. Why is this idea? I've been. Why is it not running? Wait, let me ask you this, Mr. Mayor. Why is it okay to be a misogynist? 
He wasn't running for president, so it's okay Chuck, to Chuck, make unwanted Chuck, sexual advances? Chuck, Chuck, I'm not saying it was the right thing to do. Okay, so it's unwanted sexual advances is the way it's characterized. And then we also have a few people, Ben Shapiro included. Um, this was, um, uh-oh. Oh, here we go. This was um, Ben Shapiro's tweet. Uh, don't defend the indefensible. It wasn't locker room talk. He said he sexually assaulted women and got away with it because he's famous. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Joe Biden had a similar tweet. Joe Biden had a similar tweet where he said, let's bring that up here. Uh, the words are demeaning. Such behavior and is an abuse of power. Joe Biden's power. No. It's not lewd. It's my technical I mean, issues. It's tonight. an abuse of power in the same way that rock stars abuse their power of women. Right. You know, like a, I'm not saying it's great or anything like that, but at the same time, it, it's nothing near actual sexual assault or abuse yeah. or no. anything. Like that. And, and what about all these women that are just banging him because he's rich? No one's talking about that. Like, oh, you're rich. Let's bang. Like, what about them? He's just likes sluts. He's a rich guy that likes sluts. Headline news, everybody. We all knew this about Donald. And, yeah, I mean, the words he said, the words are demeaning. Such behavior is an abuse of power. It's not lewd. It's sexual assault, quote Joe. You have to go through several leaps to get there. Okay, first off, yeah. you you have to take the entire uh, exchange as sincere and not just like bullshit big fish talk, to be honest. So that's one. Um, and then you also have to ignore the part you were, you were discussing earlier where they said, let you, lets you. <laughs> that you have to ignore that part. So you have to take a lot of it really literally, and then you have to exclude the part that would make it consensual um, for no other reason other than it serves your own purposes. I, and not to mention there's no victim. There's no alleged victim here. There's no, no. alleged victim. So it's uh, he admitted to sexually assaulting a ghost or nobody. For I mean, as far as the law is concerned right now, that's the case. So... Is it taste of power? That's insane. That's like if you're a, a, you know, you work in a prison and then you bang like a female inmate or something. That is an abuse of power. Yeah. This is just a rich guy. I'm not yeah, upset. I, think, I, I really think this is just an example of some rich guy bragging that, you know, like he like women, women like him because of his money and they, you know, they let him do whatever he wants. Like, I, I, I really think that's all it is. And it's, yeah. it's not it's not great. Uh, it's disappointing behavior from a presidential candidate, but it's it's not sexual assault. Yeah. And I, I if you are if you have moral disgust about it, that is you're you're allowed to have that. Uh, the only dispute I have is when people want to make evidence-free claims like that. There is no evidence. And then, you know, people come back and say like, well, he, do you, what evidence do you need? He admitted it. Okay, here I am. Here I am on my own podcast. I killed a guy once. Go ahead. Take that quote. I killed a guy once. And I think who, it's... Who did I kill? When did it happen? Did right. it actually happen? Me saying that doesn't mean it happened. And I think it's funny that the people who are so quick to condemn Trump for this are also the same people who, whenever you bring up Bill Clinton's uh, victims or, you know, former mistresses, they're all like, oh, no, like, that's just alleged that, you know, that may or may not have happened. Like, all I that. Know. Like, there, there's totally a double standard. Well, speaking of which, you know who you know who has a habit of uh, some might argue abuse? Uh, the very man throwing stones, uh, Mr. Joe Biden, <laughs> who has a well-known Washington habit of being creepy with his touches uh and that is actually the video that i wanted to share here because this is joe biden telling everybody else warning him about being creepy with touches uh and i just want to give some additional flavor to it 
And now, Joe Biden abuses power. It's not lewd, it's sexual assault. That's a bunch of malarkey. Here he is with Ashton Carter's wife, Defense Secretary's wife. Here he is with Chris Kuhn's daughter. She looks so uncomfortable. No, look at this picture of her after this. (laughs) Oh my God, please leave me alone, old man. Look at the, the here's the bikers and then the the dude like what are you doing man? Here he is with some senator's mom. Yeah. <laughs> this video shares all sorts of choppy tonight. Your most important job as your legs are gonna be frisked. Anybody else want to be sworn in as a senator today? Okay, so there's Joe. Uh, sorry about the chubby uh, video, but you know we do what we can. So with cringy. Our limitations. Cringy. And and yes, I know you know people might give me. That's not the same as grab her by the pussy. I, I know, I know. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to have I'm trying to have fun with something that people are are painfully serious about right now. Painfully serious, and that is that is actually a thing. People are uh, Google like creepy uh, creepy Joe Biden. Uh, and see what you come up with. Uh, and, and it was yeah. my friend Holy Biju helping me find pictures too. That's like one percent of the ones you can find. So and I, I hadn't seen most of those actually. So yeah, they're weird. Neither they're, had I. They're really weird. It's really, really cringy. Weird. That was really hard to watch. Not. And again, I'm not saying this to say you know what Trump said or did is fine. Uh, I'm just saying <laughs> if you are very forward with like 15 year old girls to the point they're like, please get this man away from me. Just tone it down a bit. God. Or at least These people don't know evidence. what sexual assault is, especially yeah. Ben Shapiro, who clearly is misinformed about the definition of sexual oh, assault. That was the other thing that I, I was going to share, too. Um, I don't uh, it bothers me to go after the guy, but because he's a smart dude and he's smarter than this retweet. Oh, boy. Corey Lewandowski on CNN to address Trump grabbing comments. Worst person to do so. Oh, yeah, because that was truthful because Corey Lewandowski definitely assaulted Michelle Fields. That happened. That's why he's a bad person to talk about it. Come on, dude. He's just doubling down on this still. Like, why can't you just be like, yo, I was wrong about this. This, He's just blinded by his hatred of Trump. He he can't function outside of that. And it's so weird because he's usually such a rational person. So rational and smart. Yeah, Yeah, but when, yeah, like you said, when it comes to Trump, it's just all reason totally out the window. I don't know. I respect the hell out of the dude as an intellectual. Yeah, I I would I would love to talk to him about that uh, pipe dreams at this point. But um, and it it pains me to to talk about those things because there's a there is like an element of disappointment and even pain when someone you respect as such an intelligent person doubles down on something that they have to know better. That they Michelle Fields thing about. like ruined my month because I just had I voraciously read everything that he had written and I just loved him and I was like wow this guy he's really right about everything and then he started talking about Trump and I'm like but wrong across the board about Trump and then it started to spill into all of his other ideologies and now all he can do is hate on Trump he sees things through the lens of his Trump hatred that's it hmm. saying this is sexual assault is insane and I, you know, if evidence comes out, and I guess there's some lawsuit that's being filed, maybe, and maybe there's going to be evidence there of Trump doing something. If evidence comes out that he did the things that he described, then I'm with you. If evidence comes out that that he apparently sexually assaulted people, and especially if a court of law determines that, then I'm with you. 
I reserve my right to change my opinion based on those facts. But until there are facts uh, in place, I'm not going to make these accusations against a person. Right. I'm just not. Yeah, that's definitely true. And it was just a, a retweet, too, to be fair. Right, right. But but again, but why? Why? I mean, it's based on such a ridiculous premise. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, in, but in and I also think it's really suspicious, the timing of the uh, tape leaks, just as the oh, new yeah. batch of Hillary emails right. were released. And it, it, and it was totally really disappointing. Buried. Yeah, it's really disappointing. You know, I was scrolling uh, through my Twitter feed, and I, I mainly just follow news stations or, like, you know, news outlets. And, you know, for every 10 outlets that were, you know, tweeting or reporting on Trump's tapes, maybe one of them mentioned the new email leaks right. of Hillary. So, I mean, it's it's disappointing that this is happening at the same time because now no one's going to be paying attention of all the actual national security, like, concerns that were brought in these Oh, movies. I know. She literally said she wants to live in a borderless society. Like, yep. what is right. a bitter, bigger problem than that right now? Seriously? She, these and I mean, tapes? Who cares? I, I, I hate to be overly critical about the timing because it's clear that, that Hillary's leaks are being released um, at a, at a as, as in strategic timing as well. Um, so it's, it's happening on both sides, but one thing that is interesting, but I mean, what's, what's in those very same email leaks, there's actually proof that the Clinton campaign has been colluding with the media, oh, but yeah. it's funny and, because no one's talking about that because they've conveniently released these tapes that they've yeah. had for what, 10 years now. And in this round, and I just took a, I just took a look at the kind of the summary of what's been found in this round. So to Blonde's point, there's this, she talks about this ideal kind of, um, open border, common market, um, where people can come and go and, and everything's free trade and there's no, the borders are, are not uh, a functional thing anymore. Um, she admits that we can't re uh, vet refugees to bring them in, but still wants to bring them in anyway. Uh, what else? She talks about Saudi extremism quite a bit in these emails. It still, ha still happily takes all their money. So there's that. Um, what was I going to say about the timing? Oh, the, the, the thing on the timing too, uh, to me, because we don't know the source on, the bus tape, right? That's not been, as far as I know, that's not been released. The Washington Post published it, but I don't know who sourced it. I'd say it. Bill Bush probably had something to do with it. Well, whoever it is, I mean, they have to be not just anti-Trump, but they have to be pro-Clinton in my estimation, because otherwise they, these yeah, would have the come out in the primary. Timing. These would have been out in the primary if you want to stop Trump then. If it's like some anti-Trump Republican, they're out in the primary. Whoever this was um, is clearly pro-Clinton. So... Right. I don't know, as, as opposed to just anti-Trump, but I don't know. It's kind of interesting to think about um, uh, who who might be behind that. And to what you're saying, to what you were saying, it's it's about uh, priorities here. I mean, there there are real, <laughs> really serious problems at play in those email leaks. And I can grant that what Trump said ten years ago on a bus is a is is something indicative of a character that I probably w might not associate with in my day to day, but I would rather have a few characters that I might not want to associate with in my day to day than live in this open border, uh, uh, borderless society with, with, uh, uh, without vetting refugees with, with sacrificing, um, sacrificing our very culture. To yeah. Be and then I mean, her outright Europe, but... saying that she has to have a public position and a private position. I mean, that's just right. saying straight up that she's lying consistently unknowingly to the public. Because she doesn't think we can handle it. That was the no, most but, shocking. But, but it's done. okay because Abraham Lincoln did it. Did you, did you see the debate? <laughs> so she's just like Abraham Lincoln. 
What was that all about? That was really cringy too. I was like, what? Yeah. That was okay. So that was her justification. Back it up. Cause I kind of, I was doing some stuff and I think I might've heard like half of it. So she, uh, she was asked about, um, you said in the emails, you're going to have a private public position or a, a private position in a public position. That was the question from whoever Anderson Cooper or whatever. And then her answer was, I was talking about Lincoln getting things done during the civil war or how did she make that tie? I don't even yeah, get it. What did she say? Yeah. She said that it was uh, cause she had just seen the movie, which I mean, I haven't seen, so I, I can't really comment on that. And that he would, uh, Oh yeah. The movie. He, he managed movie. to like maneuver Congress, uh, or like, like to getting them to do what she, like he wanted them to do basically by having these many or I guess different positions in order to sell it to different members. I, I have no idea. So the point being that like Lincoln was inconsistent about his slavery stance or something to get it done. Is that what, uh, I don't know. Whatever. You're not Lincoln Hillary and you never will be. So God. cringe, cringe. Oh, the last point on the bus tapes, too, and I was going to cue this up for visual share, but I don't. Another um, a great, one of them dank memes I got in my Twitter mentions was from um, uh, her, na- her, her Twitter name, not her handle, but her name. She called into the Colin show. It's Greasy Faggot at Sheets Be Comfy. Uh, it's just a picture of Fifty Shades of Grey, and it says, if American women are so outraged at Trump's use of naughty words, who in the hell bought 80 million copies of Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> Fair Female enough. perspective? <laughs> I mean, I haven't read that book because it's garbage. But yeah, everybody's really discussing in their private lives. Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine? all Every one of you listening, both of you guys, if, if that got leaked, if stuff that you said to your, your significant other got leaked, things like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I totally agree. It was, uh, it was an unfortunate leak and uh, definitely unfortunate that he said it about a married woman. But I mean... <laughs> not sexual assault, nothing outrageous. Like I, I can guarantee you 99% of us has, have said worse. And, and I mean, to his credit, let's also acknowledge the fact that he was uh, right out in front of it and said, look, I messed up. I'm sorry. I, I said some stuff that I, he regret. shouldn't have apologized. That was a mistake. I, I, I think he, sh- I, I think that was the right move. No but, apologies. <laughs> hmm, I don't know. I mean, I, as long as you're, I, I can see the argument of the people who have a, a moral, bone to pick with that and uh would like to see but this that is he- nothing that we didn't already know and this is nothing that melania didn't know i mean she was his third you know third wife and he had infidelity in previous relationships like everybody that gets on the trump train that's in a relationship with him knows what they are signing up for and yeah, melania and came out and she's like yeah I, you've I said it many times that w- women are his vice and that's that's no secret it's and his apparently sole vice yeah and this is in his book i guess and yeah this is the one vice i'm fine with that I still think he can acknowledge that it's probably not the best without sacrificing. I, I, I don't know. I think he handled it about without as well apology, as though. Like I would have been like, that was an unfortunate. It was unfortunate that that conversation was recorded, and I'm a different man today. But I would not have said I apologize. Yeah, I mean, and to your point, the the thing that I think of is every if every private conversation I have ever had, um, and especially if you don't know the full context of it, like to what extent was it in jest, to what extent was it sincere. Look, I, I I know I have said some awful things in jest among my friends. If it can be demonstrated that he acted on those, like I said, if it could be demonstrated that he did the things he's talking about, then we have a different story. But 
until I can be shown evidence of that, I, I am going to err on the side of like, mm, I would not like to share my DMs from like yesterday. So that's why they're uh, DMs. No. That would be a disaster if I were famous. <laughs> yeah. But you just know that uh, the Clinton campaign is going to add this to the, the argument that Donald Trump hates all women. You know, because it's oh, like, yeah. yeah, Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell represents all women. So, you know, these, uh, I guess, I don't even know what kind of the women he was talking about. Like, yeah, but these bimbos that he was maybe hitting on. Yeah, they, they represent all women. This is how he will treat every one of us, which is crazy. Hmm. No, we're not interviewing him to, like, be our husband. I don't think that the average woman really cares about this. Although the average single millennial feminist does and was already not going to vote for him. So I don't really think this is going to persuade anybody. Yeah, and Ni- Nigel Farage, uh, he he had a good quote, which is that, uh, you know what, Donald Trump isn't running for Pope. Yeah, exactly. He's always right on. You could make yeah. an argument that the um, the Vatican's record on certain touching <laughs> issues uh, is not great. It's not Anyhow, stellar, no. Sorry to the fans of the Catholic Church in our audience. We love you guys. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know. I feel like I've I've said all I can say on on that. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with, uh, with the debate. It's been so, a so that, pretty good day. That leaves us a good I'm chunk relieved. of time to, um, to get into what the hell is going on with <laughs> everyone's, fam- uh, everyone's, favorite, um, everyone's favorite feminist. Well, maybe there are arguments for other ones. But uh, your dispute with Miss Lacey Green. Um, yes. So I have some of Lacey's video explaining her actions um ready to go so we can get her perspective because unfortunately believe it or not Lacey couldn't be here Uh, maybe (laughs) next time maybe next time but uh are you able to just kind of you've probably done it 50 times over by now but you know in your own words describe kind of what happened what the nature of your dispute is um and and how this all came to be so about two months ago um i released a video on my channel uh, called Hands Off My Culture, The Myth of Cultural Appropriation. And it was about, uh, you know, the social justice warrior approach to cultural appropriation. And uh, I was arguing against it. And um, it wasn't about any one particular person, but I was, you know, kind of m- making a little bit of fun of, you know, all the different feminists and SJWs out there. So on the cover, I took a picture of Lacey Green and photoshopped a headdress, a Native American headdress on her. You know, because that's what my video was about, making or the social justice warrior stance on cultural appropriation. So, yeah, I released it and it, it did pretty well. I got like uh, before this all happened, it was like at 130,000 views, which was a lot for my channel because I had about 25,000 subscribers going into this. And but yeah, everything was fine for months. My video was up and it was all good. And then one day I go on Twitter and one of my followers has tagged me or has sent some tweets to me of uh, one of Lacey's fans telling her about my video, uh, saying that they're anti what she stands for and that I have a image of her on my thumbnail. And then Lacey Green just saying, thanks, I reported her. So at first I was freaking out. Uh, I've never had any copyright strikes on my channel, never had anyone uh, you know, do anything like that. My channel's in perfect standing, I've, it, it always has been. Um, so I was a little bit freaked out about it and so you know, I tweeted it out and uh, yeah, people started tweeting, and then eventually, Lacey responded to uh, I think Mr. Epstein, saying that uh, it was a copyright violation to use someone else's image in a thumbnail. I think we all know the learn to law 
part of that. Right. Uh, yeah. So that was the origin of that quote. That's yeah, what, that's the best know. one of this whole exchange. <laughs> learn to law. Yeah. Learn to law saying y'all aren't the sharpest lot. You can't use someone else's image to make money. And uh, yeah, so that happened. And then I was really scared because you know, I, I've never dealt with anything like this. And at this point I have all these lawyers emailing me, like trying to give me legal advice. Well, if this goes to court, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just thinking like, whoa, hang on, like what's happening. And I have all Lacey Green fans, uh, you know, sending me messages, kind of, you know, taking me out to dry and stuff. Uh, but then, the, you know, the next day, a lot of big YouTubers came out in support of me and, you know, saying that what Lacey did wasn't fair. And that just, that meant so much because before that I was, I was really freaking out quite a bit, quite, you know, that I've never been in any YouTube drama. So the fact that it was Lacey Green who had reported me was just a lot to deal and with. So did, did she ever talk to you? Cause I know I, I don't have no. the Twitter exchange handy, but someone sent her, uh, this person is, is using your image uh, and it's allegedly misrepresenting or, or trying to, that was the argument was that you were trying to make people think that well, it's actually, a Lacey that, Green video. That she didn't, that didn't come out until Lacey made her response video. So okay, for the good, first good. like four days, no one, no one said anything about that. It was strictly, this is a copyright violation. Right. Lacey didn't say anything about that. No one had said anything about that until she released her, I guess, damage control video. But she never, but, she never got in touch with you and said like, and just asked, hey, could you change this? Or like, I don't think you no. have the rights to do. Okay, so she never did that. No, and to this day, she's never actually addressed me directly. Huh. Really? Well, yeah. That's interesting. Aside from calling me indirectly an alt-right a-hole and telling me to F okay. off. <laughs> so. God, good God. Dang it. If we're all <laughs> alt-right a-holes, we have no hope. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, and Philip DeFranco is an alt-right a-hole for questioning yes, the tactics. Yes, every, everyone, everyone who disagrees with her, just alt-right. So, in fairness, uh, I did watch Lacey's, most, a lot of people have seen this, Lacey's video in her car where she kind of addresses uh, the, the issue and explains her perspective. Believe it or not, there's only about a minute and a half of substance in here. The rest is all like, well, I had a bad week. I um, feel really bad <laughs> for me for these stuff. reasons. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's bullshit. Please spare us. Just talk to the issue. Um, but let's, let's hear what Lacey had to say. And again, sorry if the video is choppy. We should be able to hear it clearly, at least. Apparently, the internet connection's not the greatest tonight or something. But we'll be able to hear her, at least. Let me talk about um, the context of what happened. I had received a bunch of e emails from people who told me about a channel emailing me saying I thought it was you they're deliberately misleading people they're using your images they're using copyrighted stuff is there something you can do about it so I submitted an inquiry to YouTube um, to my YouTube manager they're there to answer your questions and she sent me the form to submit an inquiry um, and basically that form will look over the issue and they will decide whether or not it's fair use whether it not or not it's a policy violation I do take issue with oh, these yeah. channels that are trying to um, fool people into thinking that it's me that are deliberately misleading and using my image basically to make money on monetized videos where the videos aren't even about me they have nothing to do with me I don't think that this issue is really about you know copyright and fair use um, I think that Philip DeFranco and the other people who made videos about me attacking me on this the past few days um, are really seeing this as an opportunity to go in on the narrative that feminists are out to censor people. 
No, no. <laughs> what a crazy narrative. Okay. Um, and th that's about the substance that I found in it. And interestingly, so you had mentioned that this argument of, of people are trying to use my image to make money and trick people into thinking that it's one of my videos when it's not. So that didn't come up till this video is what you're saying. Yes, exactly. Okay. And you can, you can tell that by looking at her tweets, none of her tweets, uh, even like up to this, like her, even the tweets where she says, uh, you know, the alt-right thing, she says, I'm sick of people using my, like using my image and directing harassment at me F off. Like this whole narrative of that. I'm trying to trick people into thinking her channel is my channel or my channel is her channel never, never came up until this video, which was a couple days after this had happened. So when you look at the initial reaction videos that like Mr. Epsion made and Philip DeFranco made, none of that's mentioned because it, it had never come up. Um, and so and I was this is really something that we all do. Everybody uses thumbnails of the people that they talk about in their videos. I mean, right. including Lacey Green, who has done it with a number of other YouTubers and uh, celebrities. Right. And, and I was really surprised when she said that because, you know, like all of my thumbnails look the same and they look like my videos, you know, so I'm not I'm not trying to rip off BuzzFeed or anything. And as someone who makes kind of, I guess, like anti SJW content, quite frankly, my main targeted audience is not Lacey Green fans. Like I've gotten <laughs> yeah. Lacey Green fans commenting on my channel and it's it's not the best. Like they're not who I'm going after with these thumbnails. And uh, I think my thumbnail was very obviously parody, like Lacey Green right. Photoshop wearing a Native American headdress, newsflash. It's not actually Lacey Green's channel uh, in case the it being not on Lacey Green's channel was not enough for you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, and I think it's really obvious how she's trying to change the narrative as she sees how people are responding negatively. Well, that, that's, what's interesting. So, and then in, in one of your videos, and we were talking about it before live, you had kind of attributed this to a specific targeting of you because you are a smaller channel. Um, right. So if you want to explain that, or uh, there's a counter, I guess there's a counter, explanation that was offered by a channel I watched, a guy named Zerse, if you know him. Um, we're all about base black guys on this channel. We have like 50 million of them. He's one of them. He's awesome. Um, so uh, go check out his channel if you're not familiar. He made the point that um, it could be the case, and, and the way this the fact pattern has worked out here makes sense to me. It could be the case that some idiot Lacey Green fan tweets her your video um, and, and doesn't like it because she's an idiot he or she, whoever it was, let's assume she, maybe that's fair. I don't know. <laughs> Tweets it at Lacey Green because she doesn't like it. And Lacey Green thinks about it for like two seconds and is just like, oh yeah, I don't know, report it. Okay. And and didn't necessarily have malice against you or, may, and may, or maybe looked at your channel for like two seconds and thought like, oh, small channel, I can do whatever I want. Maybe she did think that, but it's interesting how she, she took this action and then has been kind of tr been scrambling to explain it ever since. And, and that's the point that I kind of take away where it's like, I, I'm not so sure that Lacey made as calculated of a decision here as people seem to think. I think she might've just done it an idiotic was, thing on. and then She's just been like, on YouTube for even years and years. Yeah, yeah. And even if it's not calculated, the fact that she would just be so quick to report someone for a false copyright violation is also a problem in and of itself. Cause that, I mean, like people point out to me, that's illegal. That goes against YouTube guidelines. And that's actually, you know, filing false DMCA. Yeah. You're not allowed to do that. And, and there's, so there's that point too. And when she says in her explanation, I submitted an inquiry, she doesn't say files a copyright claim. Cause you're right. When you do that on YouTube, you have to fill out all your information. You have to say, I have a good right. faith belief that, th that they have stolen my property. Um, and you have to, it's a very serious formal legal process. Now, 
So my question for you is, people have done that to me, well, a person has done that to me before. And when that happened, my video was temporarily disabled uh, until it was reviewed. And it was reviewed for like two weeks. And then on, on appeal, I won because I did much the same thing you did. I used brief clips of a person, which you didn't even do. But in my case, you know, I used things within fair use for the purpose of criticism. I won and it came back. Your video is still up. So I can't figure out, did she actually submit a copyright claim on you or is it just this inquiry thing she's talking about? Well, here's the thing. In the original tweet, she said that she reported me. Um, she reported my video. Uh, in this, in her response video, she then said that she had submitted an inquiry. Then in the description box of the response video, she said that she had submitted an inquiry to see if I could change my thumbnail. So it, she, there's been different stories of what's happening. And the thing is, because she's never contacted me directly, I've yeah. had no idea what's been going on except for what's been on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> YouTube, I haven't heard anything from YouTube at this point. Okay. Um, so I'm guessing if there was an inquiry or if she, like, whatever it is, I'm guessing it didn't go through because my video is still up. It's still monetized with the proceeds going to me. Like, so, yeah. So that's all. So that, that would suggest mm. to me and I, and if, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that entire process to be automated until a human reviews it, but until it's reviewed, it goes away. So that to me would suggest she never did the copyright claim thing. She might've done at worst. She might've like flagged it as inappropriate or something, but she did well, not actually, say to YouTube. Uh, go do for you it. guys know who bearing is? Yeah, he's been on yeah. the show. For yeah, the show. so he he did a video about it, and you know, according to him, there is no inquiry form, or you know, like, I've never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I really oh. don't know. I've never tried to report someone's video, so I don't know how it works. Um, yeah, I mean, so uh, and people have done that to me. People have literally taken full videos of mine and uploaded them elsewhere. And and what you do is you go in there and you say, it's not just a flag of like, this is violence or porn or something that doesn't belong on YouTube. What you do is you say, no, no, no this is my property, YouTube. And here's right. my full name, my legal address, all my legal information. I'm submitting a legal claim to you that this is my property. And here's where it came from. YouTube then disables it, reviews it, and if if it's deemed to be a theft of the property, then it's then it's deleted. So if Lacey did that to you, if she told YouTube, this is my property and she has stolen it, it it should be disabled. So it, I don't think she took that step, at least. I mean, Are you sure her, that that's what happens, that they immediately disable it? In my case. All I can speak to is my case. And that happened, that happened to you one time? Yeah. And it's been, that was probably two years ago now. So it's been a little while. Mm -hmm. I yeah, but I, I, I don't I want to credit her because when she got the initial backlash, she never came out and said, I've just submitted an inquiry. Like when everyone was freaking out at her initially, right. she could have said that, but she didn't. She yeah. said, we need to learn to law and that we're not the sharpest lot. Like, well, so, yeah, and that, that's what's I interesting. Learn to law, but I'm not going to take any legal steps. She didn't. She, she apparently has not taken a legal step at all. Or she, I don't know if she did and then like retracted it or she says she just hadn't followed up on the inquiry that she filed about me just changing my thumbnail but not removing my video. It's hard to tell because she's, I like at every point she's kind of changed the story. So I, I have no idea what's going on. Interesting. I, 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 I find this story fascinating just because like is, is she actually a malicious evil person or is she just yes. an idiot is she well, just an um, idiot like I, I was kind of telling you guys before the show started since this has happened i've gotten a lot of other small youtubers who have contacted contacted me and said yeah lacy green has done the exact same thing to them but like in their case 
their videos actually did get either taken down or like demonetized or stuff like that. And in one case, this uh, this one YouTuber, she used, I think, 20 to 30 seconds of a Lacey Green video for commentary. And her own video was, I think, at least five minutes long, something like that. And Lacey Green actually flagged it for copyright. And she's uh, it's like the second time that's happened. And she's now in the process of appealing it. Well, that's what's I, like interesting. She said she's one in the past. Lacey's got to be careful again, if she's ridiculous. doing that. Because you, I think you made the point earlier, and correctly so. When when I had to appeal this stuff, and when I had to claim, it, claim that my stuff had been stolen, which it had, you also have to say, like, I believe this to be the case in good faith. And if I am deemed to be wrong, if I do this repeatedly, I will be penalized. Like if she did this multiple times to people and was deemed to be in the wrong and they had used her content <laughs> for fair use, she gets dinged, not them. She gets the uh, the strike against her account. And if she has yeah. enough of them, Lacey Green's off YouTube. So she can't be flagging everybody that's talking about her right now, which is everybody, literally everybody. She's going to flag bearings video and all these videos won't do it. <sighs> I this is just... great. I'm so glad this is good for your channel. It's just watching. Lacey <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. She deserves. It's like yeah. so satisfying. Yeah. I mean, I, I had, I didn't really, I knew Lacey green from her like brawless series. I think everybody knows that at this point. Um, but yeah, I didn't really know anything about her background or her as a person or I know she did like sex ed videos sort of, but yeah, I, I had no idea about anything beyond that. Apparently the internet really doesn't like Lacey green though, is what I've, what I've learned from this. No, nope. Yeah. She still has like three, doesn't she have 3 million subscribers? 1.5, I think. Oh, okay. Only yeah. one point five. Oh. <laughs> That's yeah. my gosh! I mean, no, this is so apparently interesting. Apparently, in her uh, in her video, she alleges that like I'm not a smaller YouTuber than her, right? So because she said you really get similar views, yeah, yeah, which is not true. <laughs> well, it might be now on some of those videos. Yeah, right now, now but it's be it's because of I mean, not it's in part because of her reaction to it. And the interesting yeah. thing too, I, I hadn't I had kind of followed this from afar, and I saw a lot of YouTubers that I admire covering this story that people like bearing um and so when I, I i hadn't watched your video uh, that the video in question the one that lacy has dispute with until within the last week and when i went to it i expected to see kind of the sort of response video we're all used to where maybe there'd be clips of lacy in it and you'd be kind of deconstructing points of her but she doesn't appear in it it is specifically about the thumbnail uh, I thought that was pretty interesting too. I mean, just the, the if she yeah. were to be victorious on this, we're not just, you know, again, you the, the audience is clear on this, set? but, but yeah, we I mean, all we're change like half our thumbnails, you know, Alan yeah. Iverson, what are you talking about? We're not talking about videos, not videos, not videos. We're talking about thumbnails. Okay. Yeah. Thumbnails. Oh, anyway, some people might, I mean, get do that you seriously that. think that she looked and thought that, that she was trying to portray that it was her channel. I mean, it says roaming millennial right underneath the thumbnail. Like nobody yeah, I, actually thought that. That's I insane. thought from the title that it was really clear. I was arguing against cultural appropriation being a, an issue. Like I thought it was really clear, but I, and even like before that, like that video was up for like two months before this whole thing happened. I wasn't getting like people commenting like, Oh, I thought this was a Lacey green video. Like what, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Before this happened, the video had like, you know, really high ratio of likes, dislikes. So the people who are clicking on it liked it, i.e. were probably not Lacey Green fans. Yeah. So I, yeah. And, and I you know. had said this was a well-viewed video prior to her quote-unquote yeah. intervention, right? So uh, what are we talking about, like six-figure views or how high was this? 
before it was about 130 like 130,000 oh, so really before. High. Yeah, really now high. it's 200 like it's 200 some thousand um nice. which is great news cuz it's still monetized toward me. <laughs> Thank you Lacey, but <laughs> it's such Yeah, a... like this was like a it was a pretty well-known video and I had never gotten any of these complaints before this happened. And why not? I mean Good God! If someone did this to me, and it's pretty obvious that it's that it's not as cut and dry as like trying to impersonate you or stealing your material entirely and just re-uploading it. If there's any doubt about the good faith or the fair use of the per person involved, why in God's name wouldn't you just contact them first? And why wouldn't you offer to do this very type of thing? Like, let's just talk it out on a stream or something, or even in yeah. private. I mean, you don't have to make it public, but whether or not she's an idiot or a malicious genius, there's just kind of bad form there. It's, it's yeah, just, it's scummy. That's the yeah. thing. Like the idea that I would be like, again, like, I don't know if she actually thinks that I was trying to trick people into watching my video because I was her or if it's just some sort of like defense she's formed. But if that, if that actually was the case and she came to me and was like, Hey, people are actually mistaking your videos from, for my videos. Like, you know, maybe I could have made the like title even more obvious, like, you know, a critique or something like that. Um, but like what happened was I saw she reported my video on Twitter. Like this is how I found out. So like literally there was no attempt to like mediate this or anything. Hmm. Well, uh, I don't know. I tried to defend Lacey, but my defense is she's an idiot. So that's about all I can do. Uh, with We got a few minutes left. I would just like to hear um, about, I mean, now you're going to be kind of a quasi YouTube celebrity. You are ascending to those. You're, you're going you're gonna to make it on YouTube. You're going to make it after all. So I just like to hear about um, what your plans for your channel are, where you see it going, what you want to talk about. Or if you've even had the opportunity to, to think that far ahead. Maybe this is all too chaotic. Well, actually, it's funny. Like, I, I have gotten a lot of subscribers from the Lacey Green incident. But I think a lot of them are maybe subscribed to me. Not because they've watched my videos, but just because they don't like Lacey Green. I mean, which is, <laughs> hey, either way, I'll take the subs. But uh, it's funny. I did my first live stream, uh, like I was saying, like a, a couple of days ago. And um, it was we talked about the election a little bit and I came out in support of Trump. And uh, I got a bunch of comments saying like, what you support Trump, I don't like you anymore. And it's like, okay, well, <laughs> I feel like my channel has been pretty consistent. So I don't know why you're, you're surprised by this. Um, so yeah, that'll, that'll be interesting to see how my new subscriber base reacts to my upcoming video. But um, yeah, it, it's been really great. And um, like, I'm kind of, I feel like making a transition to be becoming a better channel, like, cause, uh, I opened a Patreon account and people have been really generous. So I've been able to like upgrade my software. So I'm not using the free trial version. I actually have a real mic now. So Good. it's really Good. exciting to, you know, be able to make better videos. So I hope, I hope everyone likes them when they're out. And, and the, honestly, the great irony that is, um, it was a destructive effort that brought you this construction i mean that's that's very cool i think i think that's awesome that's awesome and, yeah take that lacy green yeah you created the monster you tried to destroy it's not even a monster i mean like i think um i watched your video where you kind of discussed what happened with lacy too and i mean you could have been really aggressive and you could have been yeah. you could have been like as um you could have taken the trump route tonight right you could have been as savage as trump was on hillary tonight and you really weren't i mean you Major points, and you were fair, but um, you know you did it in uh, in a polite, dare I say, soft-spoken style, and um, 
for Lacey to have any level of malice toward that, and you know, maybe she doesn't, but we'll never know because she probably won't talk to you. So who knows? Yeah, I mean that that's part of why I was also surprised that my channel would be involved in drama because like I actually make an effort not to single people out unfairly, like in my video arguments or uh, you know call people names or stuff like that. Like I think I'm pretty non-controversial a lot of people would probably disagree but like you know like i'm not a provocateur or anything like that so the fact that this has happened i was like really surprised like what why why me like i feel like i've been like i don't know pretty fair and reasonable and like like i don't know Hmm. well as much and as much as uh you have gained from this it appears that she has lost from it too i think it's something like twenty thousand subscriber drop at this point Oh, wow. So uh, drop in the bucket for her probably, but, um, you know, it's kind of a direct correlation between people abandoning her and heading to you. So that's kind of interesting. (laughs) Anyway, that's all I got. We're right about the hour mark. So I, I requested you for an hour and an hour you gave us. So we appreciate that. Uh, thank you so much for having me, and I'm so sorry about the uh, technical difficulties. With uh, for everyone watching, my computer crashed right before the show, so that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, we were like, I was right about to hit the start streaming button, and then like she just disconnected. I was like, ah, no. no. And then of course, like, uh, my, I don't know what's going on. I think everyone's on the internet reacting to the debate around here because I'm, you know, speaking of things, you know, it's nice to upgrade your channel and stuff. I'm still hoping that maybe we can get some fiber optic in here or something, something so I have a better internet connection. I have to deal with dips and dealing with everybody <laughs> tweeting about whatever they're tweeting yeah. about right now because my neighborhood internet connection is crappy but you know somehow through all the technical issues this show persists in debatable quality uh <laughs> so we aim for one tier above google hangout that is the production mm-hmm. quality standard. <laughs> yeah. one tier above but uh yeah, I've actually you know, i've never been in a stream on skype before so this is this has been a new experience for uh, me actually i like it way better yeah it's um without going too far into this, I, I like it just cause we can have everyone on camera at the same time, you know, and not yeah. do all the scene switching and everyone's reactions and it's just fun. But, um, anyway, uh, without, uh, extending this too long, uh, thank you kindly for coming on our show. We really appreciate that. Especially considering you're in high demand right now. Uh, I assume lots of people yep. want you to, and we got you right so. after the debates too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we appreciate you accommodating us and, uh, making time for this little old show that you'll soon forget when you're a big old, when you're a big celebrity, uh, uh, oh, way no too way. cool for us. We have, I, I like to think of this show as a launching pad, like Blair White <laughs> came on the show and just, whew, and Baring yeah. was already big when he came on the show, but whew, right after that. So I'm not saying we cool. made them and I'm not saying we <laughs> made you. Not I'm just that. saying, um, we have, um, there's, we, there's maybe some sort of correlation. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> And of course, I'm not saying remember us uh, months down the line when you're a much larger channel. Uh, no, I'm not saying that at all. Anyway, we'll be here. I'll quit the bullshitting uh, and we'll close the show out. But um, thank you kindly to our guest, Roaming Millennial. It's a pleasure to host you. Find her channel linked in the description uh, and you can follow her on Twitter. That is at Roaming Mill, right? I have it as underscore yeah, in my right. notes here, but it's at Roaming Mill no underscore what the hell even my music's not playing there we go uh at roaming mill on twitter and thank you to our live viewers and live chatters who as always keep us honest shit posting away while we're trying to maintain sincerity if you're listening on youtube or on an audio platform 
Thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, there's more material, including the new call-in shows on the audio platform, so check those out. That's iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, Stitcher. All linked conveniently down in the description. And you can always email us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We'll take your questions, requests, or suggestions there. We'll be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd. It's not Meet the Press. It's Beauty and the Beta. We'll see you then. I'm here without her all day. And he's still on my lonely mind. I think about her all day. And I dream about him all the time. I'm here without her all day. But he's still with me in my dreams. And tonight, and tonight it's her own.